Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. And I'm your host, Cisco, aka Misfit Minded. You can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit. And my movie page is at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, it's all about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. First, we're going to talk. Yeah, first, we'll talk Guy Ritchie's new movie, The Covenant, then Jarhead. But yeah, let's definitely start with The Covenant. Tell me what you thought. Um, Mixed, mixed feelings. Okay. Uh, mixed feelings. Do you want to say? Oops, it froze for a second. Okay, uh, ask me that question again and I will. No, I'll just say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, do you want to see what it's about first? So, yes. You haven't seen it. Jumped the gun. I got so excited. That's okay. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's about a soldier who, after being rescued by his interpreter during an ambush, returns to the war zone to help the interpreter to help the interpreter and his family escape to America. So yes. now tell me what you think. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was very strange for Guy Ritchie to do a movie like this, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like, even as I was watching it, I just was like, I don't understand. Like, this is a British guy trying to make an American, like, macho military movie. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. He's just making some weird choices lately. Like, even, like, the Aladdin live action remake like which i know we've all forgotten at this point but i had to bring it up again i mean uh, loki i ride for that aladdin movie because it's so shocking what he did his <laughs> him applying his isms to that story is so random and i guess maybe i was hoping for something like that here but i'm with you i'm i don't know why he wanted to do it yeah. you know yeah, and I, I kind of, I guess that would be like some of the, some of the better parts of the movie is like him bringing like his isms, like you say, like to it, you know, like there were some cool shots, like especially like at the beginning and then there's like a whole extended like, uh, <laughs> I, I guess not to spoil it, but there's a whole like incapacitated Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, section of the movie yeah, where peace. he's just like high off of opium the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, it gets it gets pretty trippy. Like, so there's some stylish like flourishes there, but um, yeah, it's just like this weird like divide where if if the content or some of the characters are British in a Guy Ritchie movie, I know it's probably gonna be good, and then if it's not, I'm usually like, this is I'm I don't. It's not up to par. For it could go reason. either way. Yeah. yeah, it could go either way. We could get super lucky or we we probably won't. And I I guess I feel right in the middle, too. I'm not yeah. sure what to really make of the choice to do it. But I agree, like the best parts of it are when it feels like, oh, he knows how to do things like this. Yeah. You know, the the tension is there when it needs to be. But to your point about those interesting pieces of montage that are throughout. <laughs> uh yeah that's that's where i get lost mm -hmm. yeah i mean it, it was just like i was just like okay i don't like i was trying again i was trying to wrap my head around it um I, I guess more like the action you know what i mean like the action is always clear you know yeah. what's happening you know like where everybody is and stuff like that and it's like um it almost felt like a video game at times like i liked the 
you know, having to stealthily take out enemies and stuff like that. There was like yeah. a lot of like tense moments where that happened. So mm -hmm. like in, in terms of like filming those type of scenes, like in um, in a way that just wasn't like Rambo, like I even like someone even says that in the movie, I think like it might, might be getting confused with Jarhead, but like, yeah, like don't don't uh go in there like Rambo or something like that. But but yeah, all the military stuff was just like super cliche. Like I just could not like it was yeah. almost parody like when it opened up and it was like, this is Chow Chow. He likes food. This is Tomcat because he loves the girls. I was just like, God, like who wrote this? Yeah, so <laughs> cheesy. I felt, yeah. yeah, I guess like, I'm not sure if it was based on anything. Maybe was it based on something? I guess I really should have done my research. So. Like, I, it didn't say based on a true story. And okay. the end, they did show like, lie like photos but they were all different so i was like it's not based on one they made it up yeah they made it up straight up okay okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's true it felt like a real paint by numbers vibe of like everything that is supposed to be in a war movie he found a way to kind of squeeze in but then he also chose a lot of random story devices to me like countdowns of days and things that i didn't that I wasn't oh, sure, yeah. like, why I needed to know all the time or be the present lingo, with the time. The lingo yeah. that would, like, pop up, like, yeah. yeah it like, just it felt like out. a it just takes really you out every time. Yeah. so disorganized. Like, you know me. I don't like when there are two movies happening at one time unless it's oh, done yeah. with precision. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And I don't, I'm not sure why. But I feel like the dialogue was pretty, was a little cheesy. And mm -hmm. I have to say, my man Jake, he was a little over the top for my taste a couple of times here okay. which i, I don't know that. yeah i'm not sure how if i feel disappointed in that or anything i just feel kind of like there were a couple moments where i was like <laughs> and then i thought oh no is that yeah. okay <laughs> just a little when then going back and ratching jarhead like a kind of juxtaposition that made me be like man this guy has been making these kinds of movies for like 20 years <laughs> holy shit God. He loves a good like military like story. Because uh, yeah, he's we were out even, here like, being an action star. We were even thinking about like doing uh, Brothers, which I I haven't seen that one, but I know that's like a similar like dramatic uh, military story. Um, but yeah, like the whole yeah, whenever it was like IED, and then it would pop up like the definition, like our. I was like, don't need it. Don't like it. Uh, yeah, it, it's all good. In uh in Jarhead, um like yeah, it was a really interesting like juxtaposition because like yeah in Jarhead they do like you have Jake Gyllenhaal's narration, but like it, it like fits that he's he's breaking down like all the different terms for like things like yes uh, that they call it in the military, and then he's like yeah, but boots are still boots and belts are still belt and stuff like that, and he's kind of like orienting you into the world, but like. In a movie like this, where it's like trying to be like super realistic and grounded and dramatic, it's like that just takes you out of it. And like, um, well, you can either be the we're in the army now movie or you can be the one that's talking about the specific mission that they go on. Yeah. You know, like the let's get into the realism of this whole world war movie is definitely where Jarhead is. And it just kind of feels a little bit like the covenants. Like I want to have a taste of that, but I have to make a movie about kind of like a specific mission. Mm. And they picked Guy Ritchie <laughs> who does not do grounded gritty. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, what was the meeting? I'm so, I, we need to know someday we'll know. 
Um, like, and I, I kind of like, I did like Wrath of Man. Um, I know that one's kind of like split, but like again, yeah. Jason Statham, British guy, knew as soon as he, him and Statham have this thing where I'm like, I know, like if they work together, I'm probably gonna like it. Um, yeah, and it's a heist movie, so those are like right, right there. It was like. It's true. My boy Josh Hartnett was there. Hartnett, There's a lot to yeah. like. There's a lot to like. Yeah, uh, I guess you're right. The yeah. choices that he's been making as of late. What an interesting thing movie to make after Wrath of Man to like do Wrath of to do Aladdin to do Wrath of Man to then do this. What a what what a journey we've been on for a couple of years there. And Wrath of Man, I was like, okay, like he's trying. You could see that he was trying to ground it a little bit more. It wasn't like this, like balls to the wall action movie which i liked and and the gentleman too is this mm. other oh, recent yeah. one that I we haven't about talked the about I, mm-hmm. again british yeah the characters, return to form mm-hmm. you know and yeah returning to his his go-to style and it's like I, I understand him trying to get away from that but um i just think this type of story was just like not for him like it would be like yeah. if michael bay like this is like a michael bay uh story drama like, yeah that he yeah that yeah like if michael love. bay was gonna do pearl harbor again <laughs> yeah right like it it doesn't work it it's a weird thing when like your forte can still be in the wheelhouse because i think you're right he captured the tension here but what he does is is like something else and that's yeah. that's totally okay like he's an artist that's totally allowed <laughs> i will say i think the standout for me and i i have to look at like what this other guy's done is the interpreter Fuck yes. He completely stole the movie. There were several moments in this movie where I was like, why the fuck are we following Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, this guy is vanilla. There's Mm -hmm. no character here. We've seen it a million times. Mm -hmm. And then the interpreter guy, like, even though he doesn't have a lot of lines necessarily, like, I just couldn't take my eyes off of him. I'm like, this guy. Yeah, he had some, like, gangster moves that he was doing, like. He knew about this world and he was like using his street smarts to where like the military was coming in, not knowing like how it actually works. And so I I really liked him. And every time that he was off screen, which is like half of the movie, I was kind of checked out. I was kind of like, man, why aren't we following this guy? Jake Gyllenhaal should be the supporting guy. This guy should be the main guy. I think that's why I felt like it was randomly two movies in a way as well. Like I needed a better weaving together of of their stories because it's true it sort of was like each of them had a chapter of this movie that was focused on them and i agree like the chapter focused on him was pretty baller like oh man it's an interesting story to tell we don't have we haven't had one of these kinds of war movies either where like it's not just about uh, a battle in particular it's about sort of like the relationship between the people who help us in this place which is like not usually part of the war movie so I found that to just be the unique thing, which is why I was like, then don't back up and like need the loving yeah. nicknames and all the like things that they can belong God. in a different war movie. You know, yeah, it was so, so uh, cliche. Some of that military stuff and corny. Uh, I could not every time. And like you could tell they just like uh, every time he had to meet with like that superior officer, you could tell like it was like this. That was probably like one day of shooting for the actor. Like they just kept coming back to the same room. Yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> yes. Also, the uh, Alexander Ludwig, the super young guy who's been in like a bunch of action movies as of late. He's a hot 
15, 20 years younger than both of the dudes in all the rooms he was in. And he's like, I'm somehow in charge of things in here, too, though. We're all the same age. Right, guys? Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was all so, that, like, such a weird vibe. All that like jokey, like, you know, I, you know, you play hard to get. <laughs> you just got to buy me dinner first. It's like, dude, what year is this? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Yes. Like, yeah. God, weird. It was... Just a weird way of framing this story when I think the best parts of it were like when they were in the thick of it, both filmmaking wise and storytelling wise. Yeah. And like, and, and like, even though this is like a, you know, a Hollywoodized version of like this one interpreter who has the skills of like yes, <laughs> underground yes. kingpin, blah, blah, blah. Like all that aside, that was some baller shit that I've never seen before. Like I was like, I'm down like that guy. And he, and his, physical performance because like he has to do a lot of like i mean literally carrying jake gyllenhaal for like half this movie uh and very convincing and like like i said intense like moments where they're almost getting caught uh and and like the music just like pulsing you know like all that stuff i thought was like the best and then it gets to jakey and they don't really explain what went down but he's in america now and his wife is like whatever you say goes like it was just <laughs> yeah yeah like let's just go right ahead and say mortgage the house like i'm like what, what is happening what even does any of this mean like just show him in the helicopter headed back to do this shit yeah. i don't need any of this so boring. weird backstory that i'm like i don't think it yeah, maybe they're trying it, like, to helps. avoid like the nagging like housewife trope but at the same time it was like okay so then where's the drama of it like they're just gonna sit down and she's like I'm supporting you in every decision you want. Yeah. And it's like, so why did we need this scene? Like, we didn't, there was no need for this scene at all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it felt like it was longer than it needed to be. And there was stuff in there where, like, the the journey that we were able to be with. In why even time, have them back in America? Well, like, why did we have to montage through it like seven times too? He was back in America. He remembered a little bit before he got back. Then he remembered the same images again in a dream, and then the same images again when he got trashed. Like it's so such a random, yeah, a, a kind of separation that just, made no sense. Why didn't they just like immediately better movie for me? He like whatever they they uh he's injured, but they like kind of like get away, and then it's like his recovery. And like him having, like he can still have all those visions or whatever, like as he's recovering, but mm -hmm. he's still overseas. Like he's not, like he's yeah. still in that situation. And then they're like, okay, we want to ship you out to America. And he's like, no, I'm not, not going to go until, yes, exactly. So like, we didn't need America at all. Like that just seemed like so unnecessary. Like, I didn't That's understand. why I was sort of like, is it based on anything? Because it can't be <laughs> yeah. based on like it's trying to look so much like it's based on something because it's real in ways that make no sense to the action story that could be there. And you're right. That's why I like the idea of inspired by a true story when we can be like, yeah, this cool thing sort of happened. But like, it's even cooler if you imagine it this way. And I feel like this movie really could have benefited from that because like, a Three Kings is such a fun war movie to return to, even though, you know, it's not sugarcoating 100%. It's still like a piece of something in an authentic auteur's vision. And I just like, where was his vision in any of the America stuff? Okay, can I tell you something? I just I'm looking up on IMDb because like, 
we're talk we're going around this true story thing. I do not think it's a true story, but I just want to okay. make sure. But Thank you. okay, the whole this is an, this is another thing that drove me crazy. The title sucks. What the hell yeah, is this title? It doesn't work. Guy no. Ritchie's The Covenant. That title sucks ass. <laughs> like what? I mean, I guess I understand putting your name in front of a movie like people do it, but I don't really get why The Covenant. Like they never made a bond in a real way or something. No. You know, they never that is and not what this was. There's already a movie was. called The Covenant and it was not good. <laughs> no, it was a terrible movie yeah. about boy witches. Yes. I remember. I saw it. <laughs> so, okay, and then so this was my thing. I was like, why not just call it The Interpreter? So, like in my head, there's I'm also like, better uh, title. Nicole Kidman interpreter yes. movie. <laughs> I knew that. I was like, I think there's another interpreter movie. But look, on the IMDb it says in December 2022, Richie revealed the title had been changed from The Interpreter to The Covenant. The Interpreter Wait, is, so it is was going to be The Interpreter? I guess so. <laughs> and then wouldn't you just put your name in front of that in order to distinguish from the Nicole Kidman one? Guy Richie's The Interpreter is like 10 times better Way than better. Guy Ritchie's oh, The Covenant. Oh, it sounds so good. Like, why? It's true. <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of magic movie when I first just heard the title. And then after watching the movie too, I'm sort of like, ugh. It's like one of the 12 definitions of the word. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it was oh almost goodness. right. It was like middle of the road, perfectly entertaining moments of tension, but not not necessarily what we come to expect from Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And like. Uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, too, has been on an interesting like he's going to be in the Roadhouse remake, which we're going to do. Uh, like, yeah, 100% we are. 100% when that comes out. Mm, yes, yes, it's a very important <laughs> film to movie buffs. <laughs> and I love, I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, like, generally, like, even uh, Ambulance, I thought, like, yeah, such a, like, weird departure for him, but, like, so funny, like, he was His so funny character- in there. In ambulance, his like off the rails yeah, guy. I, if only he had brought that into the America stuff in the Covenant. Like, if only yeah. he brought that because that was actually pretty dope. Because like, yeah, we've seen PTSD, like you know, cannot times. sleep. Yeah, like you said, like it's 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 another cliche. And um, but like this, yeah, this like brotherhood bond or whatever, and like that they were trying to sell i was not buying it i was like you needed something more but like like I, I i keep coming back to this but it did feel like a video game in the best moments it did feel like a video game to me and i was like yes like i they were definitely inspired by it or something like some metal gear solid or some shit because all the like sneaking up and then like he lost his gun at one point and yes. and jake was like okay uh they they dispose these two guys and he's like, all right, take that guy's gun. And it was like, okay, this is like straight up video game strategy stuff. Like we have to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We have to like counter our ammo and like our guns. Like we're stuck in this situation. And like, I mean, it makes me wonder, was that a, always a military thing that then truly got translated into games? So now like the average person knows, like if we were dropped in a war zone because we have had access to video games, like we yeah. might be able to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like the survival story was pretty cool. I like that, but um, yeah, just seen uh, that too, right? Like true. Lone Survivor or whatever. But like I with think. the with two with the two guys and like the interpreter angle, I thought that was like that could yeah. have been enough to like hold a story there. And if they had totally. focused on the interpreter and like yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal had like absolutely no character at all like it was just like military guy married military guy with beard 
with beard. Thank you for saying that. I, the beard, oh, the beard was so frustrating, especially because I'm like, dude, so many shave your beard. Movie. Yeah, you like lie about your identity. Shave your beard, idiot. I was what? thinking the same thing. I was like, I wonder when he goes back, and he didn't even change his name to like it was like it was instead Ron. of Ron K, it was Ron K. <laughs> dude, undercover skills just, on zero everybody was asleep everybody was asleep except for the dude who played the interpreter because like he recognized this is an awesome character what this guy is doing in this movie is pretty dope a couple of you know dummies are in charge here but whatever i'm gonna go and i'm really glad because he really that's who i left being like man that guy's good i gotta go look at where else yeah. i can watch his work he was amazing and then like yeah so many beards in here i was the other thing, I was making me hot, like just watching it. I was like, "Why? Why would you have a beard?" And and if you're <laughs> if there you're in so, that environment, there were a lot of yeah, and there were like a lot of weird masculinity signaling things. Yeah. Like he would always like pull on his beard, and that's why I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, we have to have a beard so we could fucking pull on it." Yeah. But also, when he was like upset because his other battalion had gotten murdered, yeah, he was like, he was like. <sighs> Yeah, and pulled on his he beard. He like did this weird ass shit with his yeah. mouth that I was like, just why can't he cry? Yeah, you know? and an interpreter, an interpreter, interpreter like, could have could have reassured him, but didn't. Like that was like, a, like, well, you could have been like, it's okay, bro. But like, yeah, yeah it was like, yeah, I, I get what you mean. It was like that toxic masculinity thing of like, we don't talk about our feelings. You better breathe and bottle it in. It's like, no, no, what are we doing? It's we know better than this. We know better. I will it's say true. though that compound scene, best action scene in the movie. That scene was it's fucking true. sick. That the scene sequences was sick. were good, and that is what I'm grateful for with Guy Ritchie. But it is weird that like the story in the in between was like tolerable, but at tolerable at best. Yeah, and like, and it, people going into this like expecting like a movie buff certified like action movie, it's really not. I would say on that level, like, um, but again, if you're into like you know call of duty warzone and stuff like that like some of this movie is like straight up just like going into compounds and like taking out people and then like having to survive uh while they're outnumbered uh like uh, behind yeah. trucks and stuff like that like all that stuff was pretty cool but overall yeah. i was kind of down i would down definitely yeah, I'd say if your war movie has to be something with like a lot going on in it, just wait for this one to come through on streaming because it's not it isn't like constant stuff the way that like you got to go see John Wick because it's constant stuff. Yeah. And if you need an another reason to not go see this in theaters uh, on IMDb, it also says featured in Tucker Carlson tonight <laughs> on April Great. 21st. Lovely. <laughs> he probably <Not> wonderful. <laughs> you know what it was? He was probably being like woke Hollywood again. Like <laughs> Yeah, it was it there was like a weird thing where it's like the message at the very end too being like, also guys, not cool about yeah. the interpreter stuff. It's like, yeah, that's what this whole movie was about. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we really did interpreters dirty. Like you should feel bad. And I was like, well, this movie didn't make me feel any better about it. Like <laughs> it kind of makes me feel like a little bit patronized as an yeah, audience member. Sure. It's like you don't have to walk everybody by hand into a historical epic or something like people can figure out a way to connect to it. And this one is like not that far in the past. So you really didn't have to hand hand feed it to me. No, I you was going to say it's only like, what, 10, 15 years or something like that. 
How, how old is that? Uh, I think the co- the covenant supposedly like started in like 2018 or something. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even know like, like what era. it doesn't distinguish itself at all. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, I feel like it it's not that far in the past, so it's like kind of random because it's sort of talking about I guess like it's sort of trying to comment on what's going on uh yeah. or make some statement, but then I'm sort of like why? Why mm-hmm. that too? Right, like, yeah. why not just tell? It's try to be so many different things, and like, if you could just focus on one, you might. This might have could have been a good movie. Might have. Uh, okay, yeah. last last thing uh, on IMDb. That's so random. This movie is so random. Yes, <laughs> there's a yes, picture. It is. There's a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal on the red carpet with Jamie Lee Curtis for some reason. <laughs> what? Are they just like good friends? And I didn't, I we know. didn't know that. I have no idea. She's not in this movie. <laughs> no, no, she's just here to support. Is she? Oh, who is she friends with? She must be friends with Jay. That'd be right? funny like, if it's like in the credits. She's like voice on the walkie-talkie or something. <laughs> it'd be amazing if she produced. If she was like, "This like is that. a good story. I'm producing." Like maybe, maybe she produced. She's just like uh, she's just like all you know, cuddled up with Jakey. Amazing. Good. I love it. I love this. Yeah. The secret good friends of Hollywood continue to surprise. I love it. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. You want to talk about Jarhead now? Let's do it. Because, yeah, much better movie (laughs) right off the bat. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Do you want to say what it's about for people who haven't seen it? I I haven't seen it in a while. (laughs) Yeah, sure thing. So if you haven't seen Jarhead, it was released in 2005 and it's about a Marine who's desperate to see battle while serving in Desert Storm. So it is a straightforward kind of story, but but it is so good. Mm. It was such a good rewatch. I was like, holy shit, this movie kind of a bummer this movie's good kind of a bummer Yeah, like i was like damn this is so heavy yeah (laughs) but also not yeah yeah like a true telling like a psychological telling of just what it must have been like and it made me really be like dude i'm so glad that there's no draft and that like i'm not a dude and i don't have to like think about going like yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely not like an uplifting like and I think I was like thinking about this because you know how like uh, there's like this argument out there that I can't remember who said it. Like there's no such thing as an anti-war film. Have you heard about this argument? I think I have heard it before. Where it's like and... because mm. because it's aesthetically pleasing to us, the audience that like it promotes war, even though it like some of them no matter trying... what. Yeah. I think Jarhead is like one of the more anti-war films. If you watch Jarhead and you want to like enlist after seeing it, like something is wrong with you. <laughs> the depiction 1000%. Of, the depiction of military life is like so like depressing and lonely and boring. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, God, like, like to your point, like some torturous. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I do have that thing where it's like, maybe I should have gone to the military, get a got college for free. And then I got to watch movies like this. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> nope. I don't think nope. I would have been cut out for that. <laughs> no, no. Because this movie basically points out to you that like most war movies are glorifying it. And that's what these young men come to expect in some way. And that's actually what's so torturous about it yeah. is that like it, it's really just another kind of job, which sucks. 
the idea that yeah. like you don't get to go be hero that like your job is to just be here with a gun and it's, wait and maybe yeah. like you thought you might kill people and be badass and it's like and you're i never not. even fired my weapon yeah. you know like Ugh. the the torture of like a hundred days in the desert doing the same thing every day too you might as well be in prison right yeah yeah and then that was uh remember one of the guy the lucas black from uh fast and furious tokyo drift <laughs> <laughs> fuck yes way to show up yep <laughs> he was like that, that i think that was his character right where he's like they said i could go to jail or they said i could go here and, yeah uh, <laughs> yes and he's like i chose here and but then they you know they're always questioning like you know what would i be doing if i was like back home there's all this mm -hmm. like anxiety about like their girlfriends and wives like cheating on them like it was and they awful do. yeah i know oh. <laughs> it was so depressing and like oh my god there's there's so many so many like layers to it um it's true it is about. a yeah like a deep kind of movie that is it is aesthetically pleasing in the sense that like i you really feel like you're there when you're watching this it's so dirty it's so sweaty it's so sticky i mean there's some like, straight up beautiful shots in here like this is true for the aesthetically pleasing argument like even like when it's raining oil like that looks super cool like when I'm, the sun like, is setting over the fire it's like a pink yeah. purple oh man him and jamie it's true him and jamie fox like looking at the fires that are coming out of the oil wells or whatever like mm -hmm. yeah and he's like they're like just admiring the views like where else can you see this you know like yes pretty, yes cool shots in here yeah listen sam mendez right like who yeah. saw it coming <laughs> not me until i was into movies in a meaningful way mm -hmm. but going back and revisiting it really made me just think like wow some of the some of the leanings on like full metal jacket and some of the desires to be to sort of represent the desert storm psychology war movie made me really excited and i and then i all i could think was like the comparison to 1917 and sort of two different mindsets yeah. of war and two different things behind but like would you guess that those two movies were directed by the same guy like in what world are they only from a stylistic standpoint because i i think i was trying to read like some of the reviews back then because it's you would be surprised that like it was kind of like mixed positive it wasn't like yeah like all the way positive and i feel like a lot of the complaints were about like some of the stylish mm. flares that he like added to it like from uh jake gyllenhaal's point of view or like that you don't really know a lot about him because of that like it's all just like whatever yeah. um and in 1917 that's the knock that people have on that movie is that the one shot thing is kind of a yeah, one dimensional uh, way of mm -hmm. showing the character. But um, I don't like for Jarhead. I just think it's like I, I, I think it, 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 it your mileage may vary in each of those films or whatever. But like for for me, for Jarhead, like it is so um, so complex in its depiction. And like you're you're you know, they show Apocalypse Now. You're basically watching Jake Gyllenhaal like descend into madness yes. in a similar way. Yes. Um, you know, like at at the beginning, he's kind of just like, uh, I filled out a form, he says, and like now I'm here. Yeah, I and got lost he, on the way to college. Straight yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> and and he you can just tell he's just like, you know, a, a kid with like no sense of direction and kind of looking for answers. And it's like this was not 
what he signed up, what anybody signed up for. Like they're no. just literally wasting time pissing in the desert. <laughs> and all of them have been promised something. All of them yeah. have an idea of what they're supposed to come and expect there. And, you know, all of it is so is so superficial and one dimensional. You know, like mm-hmm. the idea that like these women all over the world will pleasure you to get you to give your life up is <laughs> is so despicable. <laughs> it's so bad to do to young men. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I think that's what I appreciated so much revisiting this movie was like looking at these young men who like on the surface level are so misogynistic the worst kind of dude oh, yeah. and and still being able to find some empathy for them because i think that's actually what this movie accomplishes is that oh, yeah. i think it was effective to get the the device of like him saying to you i'm not gonna tell you about my mom or my yeah, sister or all this exactly. stuff because i don't know how to inter- uh, integrate it into my personality Instead, mm-hmm. you're going to watch my personality fracture since it's not real. And yeah, I have no personality. My, yes. the, the, the military is my person, which a lot of people yes. that happen like that intentionally, they do that. They like that's right. You, you're you have no opinion. You have no like the one like Lucas Black again, the one guy who like tries to question everything. Yeah, like it gets shit on all the time. Like, take the damn pills. Like, yeah, you have no <laughs> rights. You have yeah. no rights. You know, yeah. like you're not civilians, like you are Marines now. And mm-hmm. it's true, like watching the different variations of this type of man who goes into service or something, each reconcile what it actually means to be there versus what they thought they were in for versus like what is in store for them after mm-hmm. is what makes this movie so unique. And I I remember people giving giving it shit being like, nothing happens nothing happens today. that's the other that was the other complaint i saw i saw and i was like more... that's the point oh yeah. my god <laughs> i know yeah that that was more from not from critics but from like general audiences like reactions of course like right. not enough action blah 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 like but yeah again that's the point like and uh like peter sarsgaard like i was phenomenal like him and Let's jake go. him and jake for sure i think were like the highlights uh of the movie um yeah and like the, like the the most tense scene or whatever like actiony scene i guess you could say is when like they have the chance to snipe somebody at the end of the movie and then it gets taken away from them and like mm-hmm. it's such an interesting like uh it, like anxiety that it gives you cuz it's like you want them this for them because yes. like they, like this is what they've been waiting for and trained for their yes. whole time but at the same time, you're like, ah, do I want to see these guys yeah, die too? Like, yeah. on somebody. <laughs> yes, yes. It's such, a, it's such a like, I don't like that that uh that confliction, and then yeah, to have it like taken away and like yeah, Sarsgaard just goes completely ballistic, like let us oh, have this kill, man. Please, like, please. Yeah, yeah, he literally begs. He's like gonna yeah. cry, and I think again, I appreciate this, like the the raw emotion of like mm-hmm. these guys want to kill so bad that like uh you know when um when the the kid with the glasses accidentally sets a fire and, like oh, blows that's off the, all the that's players. the other that's the other when, scene yeah yeah that sequence when he's got him at gunpoint and yeah. is like that's how close these dudes are and how trained these dudes are to be ready to kill and they have to hold all of that inside they have to manage yeah. all of that and then take a bunch of shit psychological torture you know, it, it mm-hmm. I the that that raw emotion, I feel like is what Jake was wanting to be a part of his performance in the covenant. But it just like wasn't it couldn't get there. Yeah, it just wasn't yeah. really there. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah he, Brian, he's uh, so good in it. Fuck. 
Ryan Garrity too. Like that's his name. Yes. Yeah, he's a uh, that 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 whole scene is like the other standout for me too. Like where you know, again, he's just this like nerdy, awkward kid. Doesn't really get like yeah, ha- like have a lot of friends or whatever or social skills. He mm-hmm. he messes up, and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal gets demoted for it, and then so like. You could I see mean, both he, sides, you know what I mean, of like... It's a total trap. He's a kind yeah. of guy who wishes he could be the kind of dude that's in the military, and he's fucking mm-hmm. doing a favor for Jake. Like, he took yeah. Jake's shift. So it's one of those things where, like, you see how all these men are also trying to, like, to distinguish themselves and also be brothers at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, when Jake, like, blows up at him and he's like... <sighs> like uh with the gun and like he does that like the whole speech or whatever like repeat after me this is my rifle and he's uh, like stu- stuttering through it and then and he, he says like, to the other dude like you didn't see anything like it could yeah. go off by accident right man and he was like yeah absolutely yeah. and yeah, I matter left, of fact so... i'm not even here like yes. <laughs> no and then but then look, when you know the scene culminates with like him giving him the gun and being like shoot me and he's like and right there, that's one of like two times when we see when like jake actively like in a way is trying to kill himself like yeah yeah uh and it's it's really heavy it's really like horrifying like there's that scene and then like when they finally do get some like action and battle and he just stands up and he's just like you know what like if this is what life is then fuck it like and he's just it's oof it's yeah, yeah it's, like it's I said, so if good. this makes you want to go to war and like and yeah. join the Marines, then I don't know, man. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> and I feel like for like each of the great wars, there like is one of these movies that's either based on someone's memoir or just trying to get into the mind of what it what it's like for these young men to be there. Because I think it's easy mm-hmm. to be like, what? It's so badass. But it's like, oh, my God, the fear, the fear that must exist yeah. at like a constant level there. I felt like was so palpable when I was watching Jarhead. And then I was being like, except nothing does happen. So that is maybe even worse. It's sort of like if somebody kind of shoots up your compound, like maybe once a week or something, your fear is like pretty justified. And like, you might be able to sleep at night because you're not making anything. But you see, you see how tense that is. Like when they run into the guys with the camels and they're like, they think like they're hiding bombs and they're, they're just ready to like, fucking goal right there but again it's like it shows that that negative impact of like always being on edge always mm-hmm. waiting for something to happen and then nothing mm-hmm. happening of course you're gonna think like any stranger that walks in and then it gets revealed that the whole reason they were walking there is because one of the other guys shot their camel yeah and, and like, that dude is like fully gone deranged oh yeah he right like sick Oh, man. And but that's the thing, too. Like, that's something that I remember being a big part of Desert Storm is that like that was a time when soldiers were doing really humiliating things to prisoners of war. And it was like Mm -hmm. a huge cultural issue. And to sort of see them find a way to try to reflect on that and show that, like, that's not how everyone is handling it. But that's the level of psychological strain where, like, a person who came here for the wrong reasons may break in a way that is truly vile. And this is what it looks like like that fu- that dude is pretty good he he's yeah. good <laughs> he's uh so yeah just to evan jones is his name and yeah, uh eight- you may know him from uh eight mile as cheddar eight- bob uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i i remember him from eight mile <laughs> uh but yeah he's he plays a really good like just like off the rails like 
like another dude who has no identity really who has doesn't know what he's doing or what he might want either or what he's supposed to do here the fact he's like like i i think what stood out to me this time too was just like the lack of privacy like that's one thing that i could not why i couldn't join the military personally just like all those dudes 24 7 yeah no right to privacy at all like you're just stuck there and it's like uh, and there's this they're like horny and they're just frustrated. It's so like, horny. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, so you're in that vibe. Like, even when he has the dead body, he's like hiding it from them or trying to. Yeah. Like, and don't he can't worry about what I got going on over here. Like, and then they finally up. see what's going on. It's like, oh, man, you're. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that like everyone is no one is safe. And even though they are with each other constantly, the level of loneliness that I felt like I could see coming through this time also made me just be like, man, I feel so bad for young dudes. Like, I'm not I don't want to permit any of the bad behavior because like when ladies came around, they weren't very nice to them. (laughs) But well, I would say that's like another thing, too, like you know, all out like nowadays when we look at some of these movies and it's like, there's no women in it or their roles are um, very lo- like small or whatever. And it's like, okay, in this movie there's, that's the case, but also there is, there are no women at this time. There were no women in the military over there. So mm-hmm. like that makes sense that there are no speaking parts for the women. They like literally none. I don't think um, like even when he meets his girl, like only on the phone. Yeah. But then when yeah. he sees his girlfriend at the, at the end, she you just see like her reaction you don't get to see hear her what she's saying or whatever and it's like that coldness that like loneliness like like you said it's like there's no that type of uh you know companionship is like completely gone when you're in the military like that yeah for sure for sure and also there's just like this idea again too of like everything at its most base level you know you want to you just guys you guys just want to fuck and stuff and that's really what a lot of their relationships to women kind of boil down to which is really sad for them you know like sure maybe the currency among one another is something but that is something that they also show you i think wears thin that like eventually Mm -hmm. it's sort of like no it breaks down like uh yeah since we're all each other this is this is happening this will happen to all of us i mean the guy that like his wife sends the tape the deer hunter tape and like (laughs) his wife is cheating on him like that was just wild so fucked up and it gets it just gets progressively worse and like more depressing like as it goes along because it's like they're all like, like he's yeah, into first, it. The yeah, he's like, oh, what it. is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he finally realizes that's his wife getting smashed on screen. And yep. he's like, that's my wife. And like, just go again, goes yeah, ballistic. Goes off. They have to carry him out. And then you get Jake Gyllenhaal looking at it himself and and having to go like man what's what's what are you doing and he's like i'm, I'm i want to watch it i want to know what it feels like to have your girlfriend cheat on you and it's like man, right, right? such a bummer of a movie it's so oh. good though it's so good like uh the montage that they have i i just went up and pulled it on youtube like before this because uh it's so well edited and the music kicking in with uh nirvana something in the way nice oh um, yes that that whole sequence where it's like that's i think that's when he he has like kind of not the fight, but like the like his girlfriend writes him and he's having all these doubts about mm-hmm. like their relationship. And you really feel that loneliness setting in. He looks in the mirror and it's his girlfriend staring back at him yes. and he throws up the sand and it's like he wakes up and he's like choking. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, like, yeah, the use of, of that song, I think, is just uh, 
it, it, it basically, if you listen to that song, it, it kind of really evokes the feeling for me of this movie of just like that creeping sense of like dread. Yep. But like nothing happening to like, and you're just stuck in this like endless loop. Yes. Uh, you know, that's over and over again every day, the same, same thing, like where you're burning shit, like that's your day. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. It's sort of like, in, it's sort of like uh, you're, you're delaying the inevitable because you have to, because that's how it works, because you are just one small piece of it. And I think a lot of people come in with a big ego. And then the military wants to break that down and then kind of just leaves you with it. And I think the for me, the like most powerful moment is when they finally arrive home and that man just like pops right on the bus and is like, yeah, guys. And then you like see that guy's realization coming through. And it's yep. just like, fuck shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you see Epic. it on, the, on all of their faces like, oh, this is us now. Like, I guess like this. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see ourselves as that way but like we know something no one else knows yep and like that was a cool edit at the end too where he looks out the window and he's like i'm still in the desert like that that's like a really good shot yeah the the wave across as like the backdrop set and this, yeah this movie just in general like made me feel it's not it's the weather over here in wisconsin is tr is trash right now it feels like fall <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's April. Uh, so, so watching sorry, this man. made me feel hot. Like, I was just like, oh my God. Like, especially the scenes where they had to put on the full, like, uh, suit. Oh my like, gosh. The, the, yep. And, and play, like, football, football and stuff. Oh my. I was like, how did not one of them not pass out? Like, yeah, no I always like when I when I was rewatching it, I was like, does someone die during this scene? Like, it seems like someone could die during the scene. But then yeah. that that was it again, where like throughout this movie, the closest they come or the most danger I feel like they're in a lot of the time is part of their training. Because I remember we, the the guy that like pokes his head out as they're doing the live. Uh, I remember that kill. I was mm. like waiting for that. And I, I might have been like another movie might not have done that, too. But I, I just I was like waiting for that. I was like, yep, one of the it, guys it, is going to freak out. And yep. Yeah. And then he, he dies uh, yeah. there. And then Jamie Foxx. Yeah, we had Fox. I was going to say we haven't talked about him. Yeah, he he's is, my favorite for sure. Yeah, he's great. I mean, like, you know, and then in that scene that we're talking about, like yelling at the corpse. Like yeah. you dumb motherfucker! If you would have just listened, that's right. <laughs> and they're Why all didn't just you listen like, to me. Yeah, and they're all just like sitting there, just like because this is like their first training, and they're all just like f freaked out for good reason. Like, did we make a to... mistake coming yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if I was there, like I might, I might wonder if they were lying to me when they said live ammunition. You know, like if mm. they were just fucking with me. Yeah, and so part of me wondered that too. That like they're asking you to trust them because that's actually part of this too that like you need yeah. to trust them like it's your life and whether they tell you the truth about the ammunition or not like you have to trust each other I have to oh man he's yeah. so good he he he's is really so good. good i mean like one of the uh one of the shots i i like to that stood out to me uh upon rewatch was when they're just shooting all of the ammunition into the air at the end of the movie. And then you yep. get shirtless Jamie Foxx with the cigar in his mouth with those yes. aviator shades. And I think yep. the hat too, like the sergeant hat too. And I'm I was not like, sure, but it is, I, I made like, a, a gif badass. of it. What yeah. a badass. Like <laughs> I, I made a gif of it. I'll send it to oh, you, you because oh, it's the best moment. Yeah, it's, I had it's to. It's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that moment. And just in general, like all of his scenes, like, because he is hard on Jake, like even at first when he's like, 
you know, he he plays that prank on him of like playing the bugle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, bugle I guess, I guess you're gonna have to play it with your mouth then. <laughs> and, he, and Jake, shout out to Jake Dillon, just like completely doing it like way longer than like anyone yeah, expected. Going in, yeah, yeah, here, like totally ready to two to different go songs, and then he does Stevie Wonder, and then Jamie Foxx finally. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> There's no bugle trap. <laughs> Yeah, damn, are you this daft for real? <laughs> but I guess oh, they kind God. of need and want that. So it is, it's a good thing to. So to there's see moments too. of humor in it. Like, yeah. it's not all because you need it. Otherwise, this would have been a really tough watch if it was just constantly. And like, but yeah, like you find out, like, Jamie Foxx's character, he's like, my brother has a drywall business in California. I could have been, I could be making $100,000 a year and but i love this job like he's like one of the few um that loves the sick he loves being in it yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah and and he's he's a good sergeant i mean there's nothing like there's nothing to 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 say that he's like unhinged or like out of control like he's just a very good manager like he says that he's like if i would have been over there i would have probably been a manager like a drywall I mean, man cuz he he has those like leadership skills like that that you see yeah. um even though he is like a dick for like yeah. so Jake Gyllenhaal and a lot of them but they kind of need it they're kind of like idiots like you said like they're <laughs> yeah they they're need immature. a person yeah, yeah with conviction like him they need somebody like him who can sort of look at them and say like I see all the same things you see but I'm not scared and you don't have to be scared and you're gonna be okay and I feel like you know just like in the Hurt Locker this idea that that yep. the translatable skills that you have over there can just easily fit in somewhere over here mm -hmm. isn't really the same because it's like if you're really good at keeping these people alive and you try to bring that back over here where like it's not your job to keep your employees alive, like, no, it isn't. They can take care of themselves. That's like a world of anxiety. And if you're over there, it's reward and you get to light mm -hmm. up a cigar and fire guns in the air and be like, that's <laughs> right. Most of my guys made it out of here. Let's go. Yeah. I also like the scene where it's a serious scene, too, again, but it's with Jamie Foxx and Jake at the end where uh he like sits in the pot like among the pile of burned bodies mm -hmm. like and while he, he lies and says he has to go take a shit or whatever but then <laughs> yeah. you, but then you just see him sitting there and it's like you almost expected like one of them to start talking like i was just like man this guy like is so lonely yeah this this is like him like having a moment to himself like among these corpses like it was like really haunting that that scene and then jamie fox asked him like what's over there and he's like you don't want to know Mm -hmm. And he just like leaves. And it's like, again, there's that denying your emotions, not talking about it, like yeah, doing you your see. best to not see yourself in these other people, you know, yeah. even though, like he says, in the end, we're all the same person. We are all jarheads, mm -hmm. you know, I'm them and they're me. Yeah. And then I, I do want to shout out some of the other cast, too, because this is in the great tradition of army yeah. movies just having. Insanely There's some sneak people cast. in there. It's true. John Krasinski. I was gonna John say, you see, J.K. Yep. John Krasinski, um, who's who uh, is writing letters. Yes. <laughs> Even though what he say went to Dartmouth. Or yeah, He's yeah, like, for for Dartmouth. English or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm and I'm writing uh corny love letters, like sex letters. Uh, Dennis Habert from Major Major. Hell League. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, Chris Cooper. He has one of those like just 
comes in for five minutes. That that, yep. that speech that he gives them is so good. Or he's, he has the little microphone backpack. Yep. He's exactly <laughs> that guy. He's exactly yeah. that guy. Yep. Um, and American Beauty, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, oh, yeah, Sam Mendes did that, too. So I was yeah, like, made, that, made that connection. Uh, but, yeah, Chris Cooper scene. And then when he's like, you know, every time they say something, he's like, are you guys alive in here? I didn't hear you. Yes. <laughs> My yeah. dick just got hard. <laughs> He also he also strangely is like, is this the a funeral home or yeah, is, is this, this a something? And I was like, bro, it is a funeral it home. Is. Like it, it really is. is. And yes. And then he's like, I just felt my dick at home. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's these dudes are horny for war for oh my God, real. They're so like there's so much like homoeroticism in here. Yes, there like, always has been. Yeah. Because like they're just alone in the desert with like all these horned up feelings like so mm-hmm. gotta live yeah, out doing somehow nothing. <laughs> oh, for real. and then the last one uh i this one was the most surprising to me because i didn't know this guy had been acting this long but uh laz alonzo from the boys uh he's in the voice oh, tv snap. show he's, he's the uh like i think they just call him escobar um he's like the spanish guy like the, he's the that... dude who's having the baby right Mm-mm, the other one he's Not like the bad. buffer one yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, the dude from Miracle at Santa Ana, right? I haven't seen. No. That. I don't know. Shit, it's another war movie. I might be wrong. The guy, you're, um, the other guy, you're t- thinking with the baby. The, I know him from uh, Next Friday. That's dude, where I, know I love him that from. dude. Yeah, I love that dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this. I mean, great cast. Uh, when he's uh, stocking sodas at the end, just at like a grocery store. Oh yeah. Holy shit! What a yeah. what an image to be like. Yeah, that's right. Like. No one is going to look at you and just know this about you, except for your other dudes who, like, remember. Well, then, like, when uh, they go to that guy's funeral and it's like, oh, this guy. Sarsgaard. Yeah, Sarsgaard. Had nothing else going for him. Didn't make it out. And it's like, uh, you you see him knock on the door, the nerdy kid. And you're like, oh, like, you know, this isn't a happy reunion. Like, something happened. And then, yeah, and then Jake takes it especially hard because, like, that was his partner like that like every yeah, sniper, his sight man yeah, yeah every that's sniper right. has a sight guy and it's like so like you said no one knows that relationship um uh, it was that powerful except for them and it's like there's that added but they didn't shoot anything either so it's exactly. like exactly yeah they never really <sighs> got to uh, neither of them truly got to achieve what they both believed was their potential because Sarsgaard's character you know had to lie about who he was in order to come here and in a way he was clearly there for redemption and neither of them really got to go there and get what they were hoping to find in themselves there yeah and he was like so for the cause for so much of the movie and then you just see him like slow that 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 just slowly fade away as it (laughs) as it continues Um, as like how could it not right yeah oh man did you see uh, all quiet on the western front that was the last i haven't yet before this i haven't yet I recommend it. I out of like the best picture nominees, that was like I feel like one of the better ones for sure. Nice. Was, All yeah. right. I um, will check it out. I know it's like also three very hours depressing. Long. Also yeah. kind of long, but the action is like fucking brutal. Like Ooh. I know nineteen seventeen is like the same war, has some of the same stuff, but like, yeah, I think like to Sam Mendes to bring it back around, that POV stuff, you really don't get like a sense of like being trapped and stuff like yep like, in all quiet on the western front like you're in the holes with them like yeah and like 
it's it's scary it's scary shit like i i don't know i haven't seen it like that viscerally done in a world war one movie i don't like i mean the color looked time. amazing in the images i saw i just those those run times they proved yeah. to be a hard barrier to entry for me <laughs> yeah it's a little long i think the only stuff that i didn't i didn't care for was the democracy like the diplomacy scenes i was like just cut it we're, we're in the army bro we're in the we're in the military yeah. like just stick with those characters we don't need to see the behind the scenes i get Stop. it they're trying to you know make a point a larger point about the war but yeah those were the scenes that to me kind of dragged but like other than that it's a solid like two hours of like all right. action and war like if you're looking for if you're i mean jarhead obviously that's but jarhead for some reason is underrated i don't know it's it's it got a underrated. weird it's got a weird reputation and I, I you know they made like some sequels which i haven't seen <laughs> uh but i i mean how do you make a sequel to this movie i i just i don't understand it's That's not what an i was action, wondering not an action movie it's it's really not it's like an anti-war film and all in the <laughs> the broadest yeah. definition like it um, really is yeah, I think this one is definitely, I think, succeeds. I don't I don't yeah. know any person who's like, oh, yeah, I joined up because of Jarhead. You know, like I definitely oh, have yeah. ne not heard a person say that. I haven't known a lot of people that have joined the military, but I haven't heard anyone say that. Um, but for reals, uh, uh, Lazalonzo is in um, Miracle at Santa Ana. It's a Spike Lee movie. Okay. So you got to peep yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 so I, damn good. I'm aware of it, but yeah, I just have, that's one of them. I just haven't, haven't oh, gotten man. to it. It's but, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Laz Alonzo, shout out to him. He's killing it on The Boys. Uh, Mother's Milk, that's his uh, character in, in uh, The Boys. <laughs> Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, like, every all the actors are good in this, and I think that's that's part of it, too. He has that... a really small role. Like, I don't blame you for not for not catching it. But I, I it was so weird because I, he does, he has a beard now, and he's, like, does and this was, no, like, yeah, he didn't have contrasting that it to The Covenant. Nobody has beards in this movie. <laughs> They're all, for, like, so I'm looking at him, and I'm like, is that? No. I was like, that's not him. And then, like, he started talking in Spanish, and and like and speaking and i was like that is him that is like yep. and he has the right build he's very tall very very muscular like still yeah so, he's uh, badass he's very badass in it um and then yeah just the last thing i wanted to point out too was just like several scenes like we talked about like just the the animalistic side like coming out like yes. that scene when they're watching apocalypse now which could have been super cringy like whenever movies do that you know what i mean yep. like watching especially my whole thing is it's like don't watch a movie that's like better than yours in your movie. Cause it's like, then you're just like, well, I should just be watching that. Like, yeah. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> but <out there. laughs> I, the way they used it in here was, I thought was really smart where it's just like, you know, they're watching that battle scene and they're almost like getting a like secondhand high from it. Like, yeah, fucking kill them. Yeah, like, can't get just, those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> Again, not the point of that movie. Very but like intense. they're so bored uh that this is like all the action they're getting is through this movie, through entertainment. I mean and it's the direct disillusionment that they're there for, right? Like yeah. that movie is why those guys are there, basically, because that's what they think it's gonna be. And the military is happy to keep them thinking that until they get into the full suck when the military doesn't really give a shit what they think anymore because they're not uh, they're just a number now. Mm-hmm. And I did, uh, so this is just coming into one last thing. Sorry. Uh, nah, no worries. Uh, I asked my buddy, he's the, that's the one that lives in San Diego. Um, mm -hmm. He was a Marine too. So I asked him, I was nice. like, hey, we're doing this like on the show. Uh, you know, what say you? Like, is this like accurate? You know what I mean? Like, and he said, 
He said, probably different generation of Marines, though, which is true. Right. This is Desert Storm. He was yep. like, this was like in the last 10 years. He was uh, in the military. OK. Yeah. He said, luckily, I didn't see combat. Also true in this movie, though. Um, he said, but I have roommates with PTSD. And that's wow. that's that's no joke. So, no. Yeah. Nope. So, yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about action movies and we like a lot of uh, fighting. We like a lot of uh, like fun action. But I think a war movie is an important kind of action movie, too, because we also love movies that have a little something more underneath all the action. Yeah. And so this was a this was a fun. These, interesting, these were interesting, interesting movies to compare. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I, I it's been a while. Like, I feel like they used to make war movies so much. And like yes. nowadays, it's like almost like I think p people are aware of that. Like we don't want to glorify. And yeah. so it's like we don't see it as much. But yeah, I would say last couple of years, 1917. Mm -hmm. uh and all quiet are like the two yeah like like the five bloods i liked a lot oh yeah i guess that is that a war movie too so good and that that, that really one good. yeah that's like the closest one in recent history but but it's not of desert storm desert storm's like a hard war to have i saw ridge was about. okay that was well, it wasn't it was right. great but uh but it's you know. true we usually had like one a year that was like hella prestigious and i feel like especially during like after vietnam they were pumping them out like <laughs> yes. crazy like there's so many like even like not like like good morning vietnam which is a great movie but, but it's like that's a vietnam movie <laughs> yes <laughs> we're yes. still making movies about vietnam around we vietnam truly War. are dead presidents yeah. is another one that's like yes you know it's not a vietnam war movie but so much of it is around that so it's, yeah. yeah so the war movie it takes up a big leg of the action umbrella and so yeah it was good to talk about this one um yeah, any I anything agree. else before we get out of here that's all i got i mean do you want to do you want to preview what's going to be our next movie i'm excited about this next yes one please share it with the folks uh blood in blood out uh it's the 30th anniversary yeah it came out 93 let's go um it's going to be a first time watch for me, which I, I know is crazy as a Mexican. I do feel like <laughs> you can totally call me out okay. on that for that. But uh, I've always wanted to see it in my defense. It is very hard to track down. It, yeah, um, it is. It's not it, it. There's two different titles for it. Uh, and it's I just never got around to like finding it. But it's on YouTube. All you got to do is type in blood and blood out. There's a mm -hmm. really like as good as you're going to get on YouTube 4K. Uh, Let's go. Copy of it. And so if you want to watch before uh, next time, which was not next week, it's going to be in two weeks. May right? 10th. Wednesday, May 10th. 10th. We'll be back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you, you have plenty of time to watch it, uh, go on YouTube and uh, check it out. Let's we'll go. Yes, I, too, missed it. Uh, was not yeah. <laughs> did not know about it. So I'm really excited for us to both watch a movie neither of us have ever First seen. Time. This is rare. Yeah, this yeah. Is weird I didn't know that. It's rare. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Um, oh, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, that's That does it for us. Uh, why don't you remind the people where they can find you? <laughs> yeah, follow the show at Action Movie Buffs on Instagram and Facebook uh, so you don't miss action ever. Uh, we got that covered for you. Twitter uh, at Rampage underscore Misfit. And then our, my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all that good stuff. All the good what about places. You? Same. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, all the good places uh, at Shani B Movies. Make sure to also subscribe to the podcast available on Spotify and Apple. And if you like the show, leave a positive review. I hear oh, yeah. people say that on their podcast. So yeah. please do it for us, too. Why not? Why not? <laughs> five stars. Five stars. Come on, guys. 
Yes, yes. It takes a second, please. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, hope to catch you next time on another edition of Movie Buffs. Yeah. Hoorah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>